It is the Y'all Show, and we are back with you here to start a whole new week of the show that's all about Dixie. And I'm John Rawl. We're so glad that you could join us here as we get another week of the All Southern Show up and going with you. Our website is y'all.com. Our telephone number, 803-816-1170. And coming up this week on the Y'all Show, lots of great information. We've got ACC, SEC. We'll mix in a little Big 12 talk when it comes to college football. And don't forget, on Fridays, we turn into the Y'all Kickoff Show. Two hours of all college football talk. And we'll have that coming your way on Friday as well as General Gridiron packaged in that. Should be a lot of fun. But before we get to the end of the week, we've got all kinds of good country music knowledge coming from Precious Harris on Wednesday. And we'll have great more information on festivals across the Southeast coming up throughout the week as well. And on today's Y'all Show, hey, why not wait? Let's go ahead and get it going today with all the fun. We've got hashtag hullabaloo coming up in just a little bit. And then we've got a very special guest. Dr. Warren Farrell is going to be coming on later this hour. And he is the author of the new book, The Boy Crisis. And Dr. Farrell, you may have seen him throughout the last few decades. He's appeared on all kinds of television shows from Phil Donahue. He's also, I think, been on the Oprah show at least once. And he's penned several books. And he's going to come on and talk about the alarming rate of suicide of white males and just males in general. The kind of the unfortunate story with that's often not talked about, and he'll talk about that. This is a guy who used to be a board member of the National Organization of Women, Dr. Warren Farrell. A very intriguing and unique conversation coming up with him later this hour, all centered around his latest book, The Boy Crisis. Now, coming up in the second hour of today's Y'all Show, we'll start it off with a look back at the weekend of sports. We've got Major League Baseball going on. Big time today. You got all four playoff games going on in the division series, and we'll give you the update on Major League Baseball's playoffs. Plus, we've got a recap of the top 25 of college football, some moves and some good moves from some of our Southern teams on that front. Some teams going down in the rankings this week, and then we'll let you know about what happened on Sunday in terms of NFL football. Man, the Atlanta Falcons need to catch a break here sooner or later. We'll have all that in our sports rewind and then then don't forget that in second hour on Mondays, we have our teller of tales from Taki Polo Way, Jerry Short, and he's going to be dropping by with his short stories, kind of re, kind of visiting the visit that we had in last week where he talked about 1962, and he's going to kind of expound upon that when we talk to him in the second hour. Plus, we'll get Jerry's take on his unusual sleeping habits and some of the unusual places he's had to sleep. And maybe you can relate. All that coming up with the Teller of Tales from Taco Bola. Hey, if you want to connect to us on y'all via your social media platforms, you can find us on a couple of apps out there. The iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or the Apple Podcast app. All are free of charge, and all you have to do is just find us there on those apps and search for Y'all Show and hit like or subscribe, and you will be all set and connected to the All Southern Show. Let's get into headlines from across the Southeast. And once again, former President Jimmy Carter back in the news as he has fallen at his Plains, Georgia home as he fell there on Sunday. But can you believe this? The 95-year-old former president who had a black eye and had to have 14 stitches after falling at his Georgia home He made it to an evening concert in Tennessee to rally volunteers ahead of his 36th home building project for Habitat for Our Humanity. Yes, the 39th president fell on Sunday in Plains, and then after getting patched up, 
flew on to the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville along with his wife, Rosalind, who, let's not forget, she's 92 years young, and they went on to appear there in Nashville in their effort to publicize Habitat for Humanity. And what a what a warrior there. Jimmy Carter, who, again, turned 95 just last week, and he is the first American president to reach the age of 95 years young. So we wish them all the best. But, again, President Carter going to Nashville, a little wounded, but he he made it on Sunday. What a warrior there, President Carter. And don't forget, this is a guy who was a Navy veteran of World War II. I think he served on submarines during that armed conflict. So he knows a little bit about hardship and what's going on there. Now let's talk about the current president, and that would be Donald Trump. President Trump is heading to Louisiana ahead of that state's election this weekend for a last-minute rally aimed at peeling support away from John Bell Edwards, the current governor and Democrat of the Pelican State. And President Trump's effort will be trying to keep the state from having a Democratic incumbent and have him get a primary win. The president tweeted over the weekend that the get out the vote event saying he's working to elect a great new Republican governor. And he hasn't endorsed between candidates Ralph Abraham and Eddie Respone. The president's event will be held in Lake Charles in southwest Louisiana. That's going to be Friday night. And remember, in Louisiana, they have this jungle primary where if you get 50% great, you win. Usually that's not the case. And so they'll take the top two vote getters and then they'll move on to a election, I think, in early December, if I'm not mistaken. And it would be, in terms of President Trump's eyes, extremely important for those final two candidates in that election in Louisiana to both be Republicans. But John Bell Edwards has a little bit of a, I guess, a little bit of advantage being the incumbent here as he is the current governor and a Democrat, a person who has supported President Trump on a couple of matters. But right now, things are getting tense in Louisiana ahead of the big election coming up this weekend in the Pelican State, the election for governor of that state. How about this crazy story coming from the Tennessee Smokies as bear cubs, a pair of them, were rescued after they locked themselves in a van and then honked the horn for help. And this happened in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and a security technician, Jeff Stokely, had parked his van outside a customer's home there in Gatlinburg and went into work. And as soon as he heard his horn honking, realized it was his van, he went out and the van was surprised to find two small bear cubs who had locked themselves inside and repeatedly were hitting the horn. He says the cubs must have climbed in through the driver's side door and then locked themselves by hitting the lock button. Stokely took video and photos of the cubs before opening the door to let them out. Crazy cubs. And I'm not talking about the one from Chicago on the north side. We're talking about in the Smokies of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And all is well there. Cute little things. But luckily, he didn't have to encounter them in a surprise manner. He knew they were there. Thanks to their, by the way, honking the horn. Tyler Perry knew to tell you about here on this Monday Y'all Show. He has opened his brand new multi-million dollar studio in the Atlanta area, and he had the Oprah come in and help him christen this massive new film studio. He did this on Saturday, and he had a bunch of Atlanta area celebrities and national celebrities come in and ride the effort to come in to stroll the red carpet at this big complex that the director and film star Tyler Perry has opened up in Atlanta. And attendees greeted Perry, a man who had once been homeless 
and now holds this multi-million dollar studio in the Atlanta area. Now, Oprah Winfrey praised Perry and told reporters that the new studio head is a force to be reckoned with. I would say so. Also, Samuel L. Jackson was in attendance at the event as Tyler Perry Studios has 12 sound stages, each named after seminal black actors and actresses. Okay, keeping it black there with uh, that effort there at Tyler Perry Studios. Again, opening up a massive, massive effort there in Atlanta. And other celebrities, we had, well, I told you, Samuel L. Jackson was there. Oprah was there. Spike Lee was there. Cicely Tyson, Halle Berry all helped christen this new facility, a 330-acre studio that once served as a Confederate Army base. I had no idea there in the Atlanta area that the, the Confederates had an Army base, period. I know there was the Battle of Atlanta, but Tyler Perry's got his new studio right there on the uh, grounds of a historic Confederate Army base. How about that? How about some crazy headlines as we wrap up our headlines here on this Monday edition? A couple in Florida was injured in what looks like a possible bobcat attack. 85-year-old Elson Frey and 71-year-old Rupert Frey are taking their routine morning walk in Lauder Hill, a suburb of Fort Lauderdale, when a bobcat came out of the bushes and attacked Elson. Rupert, who had recently had open-heart surgery, jumped in to try and protect her and fell down. Experts say while that the uh, in the wild say that bobcats are quite common in these urban areas, but attacks are extremely rare. Most humans never lay eyes on the animal. I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure I've ever actually seen one. I think I've seen one or two throughout the years living in the South. But, yeah, bobcats are pretty darn elusive. And luckily, these pair, this pair of individuals from South Florida, okay, but injured in what looks like was a possible bobcat attack there in South Florida. Another Florida person in the headline, a woman there, leads police on an hours-long chase through big lots. And, and it was in, she was in the big lot ceiling after allegedly trying to shoplift. And this woman, 37-year-old Christina Perkins, was at the big lots in Port Charlotte. And she was in the ceiling for several hours on last Thursday before she entered the women's restroom with a shopping cart full of merchandise. And a store manager tried to check on Perkins in the bathroom. But noticed several garbage cans positioned in a manner to barricade the door. And was advised that she was caught. Police were on the way, but she never left the bathroom. And she went to check on her, noticed the tile missing from the ceiling. And bottom line, she went up in the ceiling of this big lot, which I wouldn't trust the ceiling there at all. But this 37-year-old leading authorities on a very odd chase, which lasted for about six hours. Ultimately, they were able to capture Perkins. And she was apprehended, thankfully. And that story we can put in the rearview mirror. But, uh, yeah, big lot ceilings staying quite strong there in Florida. And finally, a woman in Alabama called the local sheriff's office to have them do her a big favor. This happened in Tony, Alabama, in Limestone County in North Alabama. And this woman was worried her methamphetamine was unsafe. So what she did, Jennifer Call, Jennifer Hall rather, called the local dispatcher at the Limestone County Sheriff's Office and wanted help with her bag of meth. And deputies said she said, I want this dope tested. She thought the meth was tainted with another drug. Deputies arrested her and charged her with possession of a controlled substance. So not a smart idea to call up your local law enforcement and ask for a favor, have them test out your bag of meth. And unfortunately for this North Alabama woman, Miss Hall is going to spend a little time in jail for her decision. And that's a look at headlines here on this money. Man, man, what are we doing here across the South with all these darn drugs? 
Maybe they'll go away one day. Sooner, the better. When we come back on the Y'all Show, hashtag Hullabaloo's coming your way. And at the end of this hour, we'll welcome in author Dr. Warren Farrell talking about his brand new book, The Boy Crisis. All that ahead on Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Back into the All South show that we call Y'all, and I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here as we get a week off and going. In just a few minutes, we're going to do something pretty serious. We're going to welcome in the author of a bunch of books that are in the serious format, but this one that he's got out right now called The Boy Crisis is about the alarming rate of suicide in white males and white boys. Dr. Warren Farrell, who has appeared on Mike Douglas and Phil Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, been on the Today Show, and today he's going to be on the Y'all Show, and you're going to want to make sure you tune in and hear all about the boy crisis. That's coming up in the next segment here of our All Southern Show. And reminder, in Hour 2, we'll look back at the weekend in sports, college football, NFL football, little Major League Baseball action. We'll have a recap of the weekend in sports. And then our teller of tales, Jerry Short, will be back on with us. And we'll go down memory lane talking about what happened with him back in the 1960s. What happened with the country? What happened with the South in the 1960s? A turbulent time. But we'll find out from a guy who was there, Jerry Short, a survivor of the 60s. He'll be on. Plus, we'll have some more fun talking with the Teller of Tales from Tiger Polo. All that on today's 
y'all show and want to let you know that come tuesday we will not be on the air with an original show we've got some travel we've got to do and that's why we'll have an encore for our radio affiliates and for our podcast listeners and you know nothing wrong on your end it's all on us but we'll be back here wednesday thursday and of course our y'all kickoff show on friday now it's time on y'all to go into a little hashtag hullabaloo mode here as we get things going in a new week and this is where we go on instagram and we go on twitter and we find all kinds of goodies that we just can't help but share share and share alike and caroline richardson is active on twitter at meta caroline r hallmark all day every day is what she writes in her twitter profile as she says hardy's or the co-host of the hallmarkies podcast i guess it's hallmarkies pod on twitter and she writes caroline does i don't know what can beat chicken bog for sunday dinner hashtag southern well i don't know about that caroline however as a guy who's enjoyed a good chicken bog i don't think it was on a sunday though i think i had mine on saturdays i'll be honest with you where i grew up in dixie we had a very active local volunteer fire department and i remember they do chicken bogs and then they do a great barbecue maybe they'd rotate the chicken bog might be in the winter months and the barbecue would often be in the summertime but it was it was darn good and and people would come from all over and it would be a fundraiser for again the volunteer fire department and boy was it good but the chicken bog was something else and i don't think we had it on sundays but if you have it for sunday dinner caroline that's great now some of you are probably scratching your heads like what the heck is a chicken bog b-o-g chicken bog well that's a pilaf dish made of rice and chicken and it can include onion spices and oftentimes includes sausage a whole chicken is boiled until tender with the sausage onion and spices if included and then you add the rice and cook it until it absorbs all the liquid and then it cooks often pick the bones and other inedible parts out of the pot and discard them before adding the rice to the meat and other ingredients but some cooks leave it all in for the diners to pick out as they eat some of the many Caribbean meat and rice dishes. It's called chicken bog because the chicken gets bogged down in the rice. So there you have it, chicken bog. And I know there are parts of the South where this may not be that common. But in my part of the Dixie where I grew up, it was. In fact, let me tell you about where I'm from, sort of. Same state, but not from the same area. Loris in South Carolina. That is about 20 miles inland from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They're in O'Ree County. And Loris, South Carolina celebrates an annual festival called the Loris Bog Off. Chicken bog made in different ways and in different places, but it's perhaps often found in the Loris area, which is part of the PD and Low Country regions of the Palmetto State of South Carolina. So, Head on to Loris if you like chicken bogs. I don't know when this year's festival is happening or if it's happened already. They didn't share that information with me here over in Loris. But go to the Loris Bog Off, not Bug Off, Bog Off, and have great chicken bog. And I'm curious to know there in Loris if they include the onion, spices, and sausage when they serve up the normal way of serving chicken bog there in O'Ree County. Should be a good thing. Hey, we got to put that on our list to do. We need to get back to South Carolina and go specifically to Loris and find out 
what's going on there. By the way, Laura, South Carolina, I'm pretty darn sure I'm right on this. I'll try to Google it and not cause a distraction while I'm doing it. But I'm pretty darn sure that Laura, South Carolina is home of one of the chicken barons of the South. A person who died probably 14 years ago and and is known throughout the South for the business that he helped create. And I'm pretty darn sure that Loris is the hometown of one Robert H. Brooks, in case you're not familiar with that name, was the Worldwide Wing Commander. Wow, what a title. (laughs) What does that mean? And I'm looking it up. Sure enough, Robert Howell Brooks, born in Loris, South Carolina, February 6, 1937, died in Myrtle Beach in 2006 at the age of only 69 years old. But what is a worldwide wing commander? Well, Robert H. Brooks was founder of something called Naturally Fresh, which you can find in grocery stores and restaurants. They're the ones that do the awesome sauces, dipping sauces, Naturally Fresh, and I think they got great mayonnaise, too. He created that, but what he really was known for is he helped create Hooters, the restaurant chain that would go on to be all over the country and had rapid expansion back in the mid to late 1990s. And Robert Brooks, yes, from Loris, South Carolina. And I have a connection to Robert Brooks and a pretty cool story, if, I, if you don't mind me bragging here for a minute. So back in the days of Y'all Magazine, I called up Mr. Brooks when he was still the worldwide wing commander and still alive. And we did a little feature on chicken, and we wanted to do something on Hooters. And so, in addition to calling up Truett Cathy, we spoke to Mr. Cathy when he was still alive at Chick-fil-A. And we also called over to Popeye's and how, uh, I think Al Copeland was still alive. We talked to him, the founder of Popeye's Chicken. But we wanted to talk to Hooters. So I called up Mr. Brooks. Couldn't have been nicer. Had a great conversation. He was a huge backer of Clemson University and ended up his money from his estate, I guess, helped fund Coastal Carolina's football stadium. It's actually named after him there in Conway, South Carolina. But he and I connected. He loved the fact that I was a native South Carolinian. And you know what he did as I was publishing this magazine about the South called Y'all? Well, at the same time, Mr. Brooks, in addition to having Hooters Chicken Restaurants, he also had something called Hooters Air. He had his own airline, and it flew to eh, not a lot of places, but it did fly to Myrtle Beach, and it went up north. And he asked me if we would allow Y'all Magazine to be the in-flight magazine of Hooters Airline. (laughs) And so for, oh, a little bit more than a year, we would ship magazines every time we published to Myrtle Beach, the headquarters of Hooters Air, and they would stick Hooters on Hooters Airlines, the copy of the latest copy of y'all right there on the airline. And unfortunately, about a year later, the airline went out of business. So I'm I'm not going to say it was y'all magazine's fault why Hooters Air didn't make it, but pretty neat story. And Mr. Mr. Brooks from Laura, South Carolina, again, who passed away almost 15 years ago. Thank you, sir. Thank you for allowing this youngster to have a chance to have his own magazine and the South's own magazine on his airline, Hooters Air. And he was from Laura, South Carolina, home of the Chicken Bog Festival. And if you want to know it specifically, (laughs) the Laura Bog Off. All right. Let's keep going with the fun here on the y'all hashtag. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. But hey, when you talk about Mr. Brooks there from Hooters, I got to brag on him. That was pretty cool what he did for this old boy. The Southern Group Florida is on Twitter at Southern Group FL. 
every industry, every interest, powerful advocacy begins here. And what Southern Group Florida puts out on Twitter this week, keeping everyone safe on Florida roads. And they write, congratulations to Senator Wilton Simpson, Senator Jackie Toledo at Toledo for Tampa, and Representative Emily Slosberg. And they're congratulating them for receiving the AAA Steering Wheel Award from Southern Client AAA Florida for advocating to help distracted driving legislation. And sure enough, in the state of Florida, which we just told you come October 1st, they had a new revision to their texting while driving law that you can't text or be on a phone and be without being hands-free in school zone and construction zones. And so they have put out a tweet that includes from the Southern Group Florida a image from AAA, the AAA Steering Wheel Award, recognizing legislators who are champions of traffic safety. So in Florida, a lot of people working hard to help keep the distracted driving rate down where there's no deaths, no injuries and such. And so congratulations to these Florida state legislators and their recipients of the AAA Steering Wheel Award. Pretty neat stuff there. All right, let me, as we are into Major League Baseball playoffs right now, I want to go and share an image someone sent me a while back that I've kind of been sitting on, but I might as well get to it here. It's a little gif. It's nothing humorous here. It's just, I guess, research has gone into this, and it's a map of the United States, and it breaks it down by fan support of Major League Baseball teams. So I'm going to look at the South. Some of this is probably not too surprising for you, but I want to tell you, according to this, I guess it's based on sales of tickets and merchandise. It comes from SeatGeek, who the South loves when it comes to Major League Baseball. Well, if I'm looking at the map, I see three dominant colors, okay? I see a royal blue, a navy blue, and a red that cover up about 80% of Dixie. Now, working from left to right, or from left field to right file, left field to right field on your radio dial. The royal blue you'll find toward the left of the south on the map, and that's Texas. That's the Texas Rangers, as the Rangers have most of the north half of Texas as their support, all of Oklahoma, and even into parts of Louisiana, North Louisiana would be Texas Rangers country, okay? So that's the most dominant color west of the Mississippi. Now, there is a color that stretches on both sides of the mighty Mississippi that's big bright red okay and I won't say it's quite as big of the territory as the Rangers or this other team I'm going to mention in a second but the St. Louis Cardinals are pretty dominant throughout all of Arkansas stretching into parts of North Mississippi certainly in West Tennessee and and part of that is because the Memphis AAA team is the Memphis Redbirds, of which they are the Cardinals AAA affiliate in the Pacific League, I think it is. And then, of course, as you go into Missouri, the Cardinals have the majority of Missouri. They do have to split the western portion with that awful Kansas City Royal team. I'm just kidding if you're a Cardinals fan. I, I'm just kidding about that. But, uh, yeah, KC and St. Louis kind of share the state of Missouri. But Cardinals fans found all over not only Arkansas, Tennessee, Missouri, but Illinois big time as well. But that dominant color east of the Mississippi is a nice navy blue, and that is the Atlanta Braves. Braves country stretches from Biloxi all the way up to Tupelo, all the way to Greenville, Mississippi, and then heading east, it takes over all of Alabama, 
85% of the state of Tennessee is Braves country. All of Georgia, with the exception of the very southeast corner, St. Mary's, they have down as Rays country. I would highly doubt that. But to get back at the Rays, the Braves have all of the Florida panhandle. I'm talking Tallahassee, westward to Pensacola, Braves country. And then South Carolina, definitely Braves country. Then you've got half of North Carolina is Braves country. Even parts of Kentucky are Braves country, according to this map from SeatGeek. And then Florida is kind of mostly a Rays area, which, by the way, congratulations to the Rays for getting that wild card berth and then winning the wild card against the athletics to move on to the ALDS. But the Rays and the Marlins split the Sunshine State. The Marlins have their little, little tiny slice of extreme southeast Florida as part of the Marlins coverage. And then as you work your way up the Atlantic seaboard, it's going to be more nationals territory, parts of eastern North Carolina into Virginia. And then the Cincinnati Reds have little bits of northern Kentucky that they have supporters. And we certainly don't want to leave out the Houston Astros, one of the best teams in baseball. The Astros from Brownsville in South Texas working their way all across the Gulf Coast over to New Orleans and the North Shore even would be Astros country, according to the Seat Geek map. So there you have it. That's a little baseball coverage for you here in hashtag Hullabaloo to help you understand why teams and why fans are the way they are. Well, that will wrap up this hashtag Hullabaloo, but we're not done with this first hour of today's show. Coming up after the break, the author of The Boy Crisis, Dr. Warren Farrell, will be on, and he'll tell us about this unbelievable epidemic going on with white males, suicides, and more. And that coverage and that discussion is coming up next here on Y'all. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.
803-816-1170. That is the number to connect to us via text or telephone call if you want to share your opinion on what's going on in the South. This is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl here as we get a new week started, kind of working our way into the month of October. And we're going to do something a little bit different here in this segment. We are going to welcome in a very special guest. Dr. Warren Farrell is the author of books published in 17 languages, and he's had two award-winning international bestsellers. Now, his latest book is called The Boy Crisis, Why Our Boys Are Struggling and What We Can Do About It. And he's currently the chair of the commission to create a White House Council on Boys and Men. And there's a reason we have him coming on here. In 2017, white males accounted for nearly 70% of all suicides, according to data collected by the CDC. White women, the next largest group, accounted for 19.4% of all suicides. Men of color represented 8.3%, women of color representing 2.6%. So, we need to try to do better and, and get these numbers way down, and that's why Dr. Farrell is going to be joining us right now to talk about this epidemic. Hello, welcome into the Y'all Show, Dr. Farrell. Thank you. I'm looking forward to our talking, although this topic is not the one that is um, uplifting as much as I would love. No, it's not, but unfortunately, it is a reality, and let's see what we can do about it. By the way, before we forget, if you want to know more about what's going on with Dr. Farrell, go to warrenfarrell.com. That's W-A-R-R-E-N-F-A-R-R-E-L-L dot com and you can find out all kinds of great information including how he speaks and witness testimonials about what he's been able to offer and all the books that he's written i'm surprised you're talking to us right now dr farrell because you are a machine when it comes to writing books (laughs) thank you yeah all right let's talk about this new one that you got out what led you to write this particular book again it's called the boy crisis why our boys are struggling and what we can do about it before I started the research for the boy crisis, I was speaking around the country and other books I was writing, around the world actually, other books I was writing, and I remember specifically a teacher in Japan calling to my attention some 30, 35 years ago. You know, she said, uh, you know, the, the girls in my class are, are doing, you know, you, I was on the board of directors of the National Organization for Women in New York City, so I was speaking all around the world on women's issues. And, you know, this teacher in Japan comes up to me and says, you know, the boys in my class are doing a lot worse than the girls, and this is 30 years ago or so. And then I got that same message from teachers in Australia and Canada and England. And I started, you know, this put boys on my radar and I started looking and she was right. Um, the boys were doing poorly, but I was wondering whether that was an anomaly since, you know, boys seem to be doing well ultimately. And so uh, that got me looking and I started to see that in all 56 of the largest developed nations, um, boys were falling behind girls in every single academic subject but especially in reading and writing. And the reading and writing is the biggest predictor of success. And so I started asking myself, why is that happening in developed nations? And what developed nations I saw had in common were two things. They had high rates of divorce and high rates of um, women having children without being married. And among the groups that have uh, among women having children without being married, a very high percentage of those families had very minimal or no 
father involvement. Uh, what I w- they were, the children were what I would call dad-deprived. Among the divorced families, the ones that had um, a number of things in common, that had about an equal amount of father and mother time, that had the father and mother um, living near each other when there was a divorce, uh, there was n- where there was no bad-mouthing and they had couples' communication, that they, they went to, the children were only doing slightly worse than they were in an intact family. But the great majority of children of divorce had minimal or no father contact, and those children were doing terribly, but the boys were doing even worse than the girls. And the among the 70 different parameters where the boys were doing worse than the girls, uh, one of those parameters was a, a much greater propensity of the boys to commit suicide. And so I started seeing, you know, asking myself the question, well, what is there about boys versus girls in suicide, and why is it that um, Caucasians tend to commit suicide more frequently than African Americans, for example, or or Hispanics? And so I started looking into that and so, saw that in um, when boys and girls were nine years of age, there was no difference in suicide rates, and there and very few boys or girls committed suicide. When there when they were between ten and fourteen, though, boys were already committing suicide at twice the rate of girls. Between the ages of 15 and 19, they were committing suicide at four times the rate of girls. And between the ages of 20 and 25, committing suicide at about five times the rate of girls. So I started to look at what there was, you know, what were the signs of boys committing, um, being being um, likely to be uh, at risk of depression and at risk of suicide. And one of the signs was this lack of father involvement. But then behind that, the lack of father involvement tend to, tended to lead to the boy feeling he didn't have a role model of um, who he was when he grew up, whereas his his sister, um, at least while being raised by a single mom, that wasn't ideal for, for her, but she at least had a, a same-sex role model, and she had a lot more permission to cry, ask for help, uh, to talk about what was going on with her, and her mother, therefore, could identify what was wrong, and they could talk it through, whereas with boys, it was more, they would we would put on a mask and, um, and cover up what our feelings were, and inside, it would grow and grow, the, the anger, the hurt, the pain. And the, the feeling of abandonment or shame would grow, and those things would lead to um, depression and therefore um, often drugs or alcohol or some other way of acting out the depression, like um, addiction to video games or addiction to porn. And uh, those things led to feeling like uh, a shame that you were, the boy wasn't being productive, and that would um, uh, set him up to a, to a greater degree uh, for suicide. We're talking with Dr. Warren Farrell, who has authored the book, The Boy Crisis, Why Our Boys Are Struggling and What We Can Do About It. And if you're sitting here today wondering, Warren Farrell, that man, that that name sounds familiar. Well, in addition to appearing on today's Y'all Show, let me just give you a quick run through of what Dr. Farrell's done throughout the years in case you might have seen him on one of these other shows. He actually has appeared on the Mike Douglas Show alongside Alan Alda, Billy Davis Jr., and Marilyn McCoo when they put on a men's beauty contest that was quite some time ago but he's also in recent years appeared repeatedly on oprah the today show good morning america and also been featured in forbes the wall street journal and more the new york times oh by the way and today on the y'all show and since the y'all show dr farrell is kind of a regional show about the south and you've done all this research have you seen suicide being a regional issue as well 
Um, not so much a regional issue, although it is a little bit more um, intense in the South, um, but definitely a, um, a Caucasian issue versus, say, an African-American issue. Mm-hmm. African-Americans um, obviously do not have a, any enormous advantages in the culture, um, but they tend to kill each other differently. Um, males, is usually, usually African-American males, uh, will um, have a different set of standards of what it is to be successful. Oftentimes, uh, there'll be money made through drug um, dealing among boys that are that are sort of without fathers um, and don't have good um, their testosterone um, channeled very well. Uh, they'll often kill each other um, either through um, a, a drug conflicts or um, having um, conflicts with um, gang leaders. And so the 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 the, the, the Boys who are not doing well in African American communities will often do the killing of themselves in that way, indirectly, by somebody else coming into conflict with somebody else. Caucasians tend to have, um, especially Caucasians in suburbs, uh, will tend to have higher expectations placed on them by their parents. But when the parents are more a single mother and the boy doesn't have the father, the mother tends to be very good about nurturing the boy, identifying his dreams, seeing his specialness, um, and and uh, protecting him, caring for him, attending to his feelings and fears. Um, but she then will also uh, look at, say, he's good at a piano or football or um, school and encourage him to be that musician or whatever he wants to be. She'll encourage him to pursue his dream. The problem is that usually the father is the one in the family that that tends to um, set boundaries, and the boundaries are what forces the boy to know how to have discipline, and the discipline is what allows the boy to be able to not just pursue the dream, but to be effective at accomplishing the dream. So, um, and so without the father, there's usually a f- a fewer boundaries that are set effectively. The boy doesn't have as much discipline. He um, pr- uh, pursues the dream. He fails at the dream. He then becomes... Uh, ashamed of himself for failing so mom encourages him to pursue another dream fails again and that shame begins to evolve into depression and begins to evolve into feeling like gee my teachers don't um, think I'm that great Um, well at boy girl time it really has an impact because um, girls are not into dating losers they like dating performers and winners and so he feels like he's not desired by girls Um, so he withdraws into pornography which pornography is basically access to a variety of attractive women without fear of rejection at a price he can afford. And so he, um, but then the pornography addicts his brain um, to, it, it increases dopamine, which is the feel-good drug in the brain. And so he gets addicted to that by having ex- increasingly exciting pornographic experiences. The problem with that is that when a real-life girl comes along, she feels objectified uh, as if she were somebody in the pornographic um, 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 thing that he's been watching, video he's been watching, and so uh, so she withdraws from him because she feels objectified, because she is being objectified. He then becomes depressed, turns back to the pornography for more for more gratification and satisfaction, and the and the uh, cycle continues. And in worst case scenarios, it leads to suicide because the boy feels that nobody respects him, nobody loves him, nobody needs him. He doesn't. Nobody needs him because he doesn't do anything that that people need. Um, there. And and if and if he talks to another boy about that, that boy will just lose respect for him. So he'll decrease 
crisis social support system. And that's the type of thing is about in the boy crisis book, I, I list 63 red flags of depression and suicide. Uh, but those are just a few examples of, of a red, red flags of depression and suicide. When a boy feels that nobody loves him, nobody needs him, there's no hope of that changing. And um, anyone that he shares his feelings with will lose respect for him. Those are just four examples of the 63 um, uh, signs of depression or suicide that, that one needs to watch out for um, in, your, in, one's, in your son or, or your daughter. Um, but as I said before, boys are far more likely, about four times as likely to commit suicide as girls are. Wrapping up our conversation with Dr. Warren Fowler, the author of The Boy Crisis, and that's one of many, many books. And if we go into your archives of books that you've penned, you have titles, for example, Why Men Are the Way They Are. That should be a bestseller today. I'm sure a lot of people want to know why men are the way they are. You also have The Best Interest of the Child, Why Men Earn More, Women Can't Hear What Men Don't Say, Father and Child Reunion, The Myth of Male Power. Those are just many of the books that you've penned through the years and people are probably wondering hey why is this guy so pro-male well you've had a fascinating life dr farrell and one of the things that i will just point out is oh by the way in addition to writing about males you've worked with women a long time in fact for three times you were elected to the board of directors of the national organization for women back in the 1970s and so you've worked closely with both genders and now this latest book that you've penned certainly worth a read the boy crisis yes absolutely for me when only one sex wins both sexes lose and we're you know we're all in this together there's no such thing as male the oppressors women the oppressed um, and when women uh, or when feminism or you know radical feminists take that perspective uh, what they do is really undermine women because um, men men are designed to protect women to care for women to love women to support women and um, and we all need to know that and when you know but, but we're also designed to keep our feelings to ourselves and that's not uh, that isn't healthy for ourselves. We need to evolve out of that heroic masculinity, which was preparation for a short life, and into a more health intelligence uh, that is that is preparation for a long life and, and better relationships. So in summation, we need each other. That's the whole point. All y'all need to be with all y'all, boys and girls and men and women. That is the message that we should all kind of take from our conversation with Dr. Warren Farrell, who's been kind enough to join us today. Again, the new book is out. And if you want to know more about what's going on with the good doctor, warrenfarrell.com is the website. Also, boycrisis.org. You also can go onto YouTube and find some good information for him from him there. His Facebook page is Dr. Warren Farrell. And on Twitter, Dr. Farrell can be found at, at Dr. Warren Farrell. And again, thank you for coming on and helping us learn a little bit more about this epidemic of suicide in white males, white females, and more. And we appreciate you coming on the Y'all Show. It's really a pleasure. You just uh, you ask good questions. You listen really well. It's a pleasure talking with you. Well, thank you. I'll have to go tell my mama that she she raised a pretty darn good son. I guess no, not not really. She did. Re- she really did well. And I love your um, your phrase of uh, about well, you all do well when you all support each other or something to that effect. That's great. Yeah, we'll put that on a t shirt. Hey, Doctor Farrell, yes, thank you very sir. much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. 
The Y'all Show continues after this break. We've got a whole other hour of the show all about the South. We have a recap of the weekend in sports, college football, NFL football, and more. Oh, might even throw a little Major League Baseball playoff action into the mix. And then the teller of tales from Takapolo will be joining us, Jerry Short. That always is quite fun when he stops by. All ahead on the show all about the South, this is Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Back into the Y'all Show, John Rawl, your host, and this is the show that we cover everything across the South in a little bit. We're going to have our teller of tales from Takapola drop by Jerry Short with another exciting report on his end of the Dixie spectrum, <laughs> and so don't miss out on that. But right now, we start out this hour of y'all talking a little sports as we look back at the weekend of sports. We've got plenty of football to get to, but let's first start off with playoff action from Major League Baseball, and believe it or not, today... We've got all four divisional series opponents going up against each other as we have the Astros and Rays. They'll be playing at Tropicana Field in the early game. And this game goes, this third game of the series, it goes down with the Astros holding a 2-0 edge in this one there at Tropicana Field. The Rays great pitcher Charlie Morton on the mound for the Florida-based team. 
on this Monday. As far as the National League goes, another game going on in the afternoon hours at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. The comeback Atlanta Braves, a thrilling win on Sunday as they got three runs in their half of the ninth inning and they got the win over to the Cardinals and game four of this best of five series happens this game televised on TBS from Bush Stadium Cardinals and Braves set for a 407 rather 307 Eastern 207 St. Louis time battle in the NLDS game four Dodgers and Nationals have their game four as well that game the early evening game on the TBS and then you have another series going on late in the evening as at 840 Eastern, 740 Central, 740 St. I guess St. Paul and Minneapolis time. The Twins, who are being blanked in their series thus far, trailing 2-0, they have Game 3 with the Yankees there in Minnesota, game televised on Fox Sports 1 from Target Field. And that's what's going on in Major League Baseball. We might see a few teams clinch their ticket to the championship series here today. Now to college football, as we look back at what happened in Week 6, we know the rankings heading into Week 7 as the AP Top 25 was released. Clemson and Alabama both were off on week six. The Tide continued their hold atop the lead after taking that number one spot last week. As they are number one, Clemson comes in at number two. Ohio State jumps up to number three. Georgia and actually Ohio State are tied as Ohio State did technically move up in the AP rankings, but they are tied with the exact same number of votes with the Georgia Bulldogs at number three. That means LSU comes in at number five in the AP poll. The Oklahoma Sooners also are doing quite well. They're number six in the poll. The Florida Gators with a big win, big win over Auburn over the weekend. The Chompers move up to number seven, moving up three spots this week. Notre Dame checks in at number nine. You have the Texas Longhorns at 11. Auburn drops down nine spots this week to number 12 in the latest AP. Rather, they've moved down only five spots. Auburn, they lost to Florida. They are 12 this week. The other teams from the South in the top 25, congratulations to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. They check in at number 19 this week. The Cavaliers of Virginia move up three to number 20. SMU rises to number 21. They had a thrilling win against Tulsa this past weekend. And SMU now bowl eligible at 6-0. Great job there in Dallas. Another Texas team doing quite well. Baylor checks into the top 25 for the first time. The Bears are at number 22. Go Tigers, go! The University of Memphis Tigers at number 23. And the Texas A&M Aggies move up one this week to number 24 at 3-2 and two overall. But they've had a tough schedule. And they're in the AP Top 25 here this week, moving up at one spot to number 24. And that is your Top 25 rankings and the Associated Press. Now, looking at what happened in the latest NFL weekend on Sunday, some fun games that went down in Week 5. You saw the Cardinals come back and get a big win against the Cincinnati Bengals, 26-23. In Nashville, tough loss for the Titans, the Buffalo Bills, they got redemption, I guess, for the Music City Miracle of 1999. 20 years later, Buffalo walks out of Nissan Stadium with a 14-7 victory there in front of the home crowd of the Titans. A close game out west, and the Oakland Raiders, well, actually, this game was not played out west. This game was played in London. Oakland, the Raiders, they're going to be in Las Vegas next year. This weekend, or this past weekend, they were in Los London as the Raiders got the win across the pond against the Chicago Bears 24-21. Congratulations to the New Orleans Saints. They continue to be among the best 
best teams in the NFL, and they got the big home win over the Buccaneers, 31-24. The Minnesota Vikings finally gave Daniel Jones a loss as the Vikings went into New York and beat the Giants 28-10. The Philadelphia Eagles beat their brethren from the next state over, 31-6. They topple the AFC Jets. The Baltimore Ravens in overtime escape against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 26-23. The Ravens actually, or rather, the Patriots actually trail the Redskins after one quarter, but they came back hard the rest of the way and got the 33-7 victory in our nation's capital. In a battle of teams who both were born in 1995, the Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey, who went wild in this one with a bunch of great yards on the ground and a receiving touchdown as well. Carolina wins over Jacksonville 34-27. The Houston Texans come back and get a win. They are three and two, and they won fifty-three thirty-two over the one and four Atlanta Falcons. Tough times in the ATL. In fact, the owner has already come out and said he supports his head coach, but a lot of others don't. It's not going well in Atlanta right now for the Falcons. The Denver Broncos went to LA and got a win over the Chargers, twenty to thirteen. And then the late afternoon game in the NFL featured the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Turnovers are plenty for the big boys of Big D. And in the end, the Green Bay Packers moved to 4-1 after they got the 34-24 victory over the Dallas Cowboys, who sank to 3-2 overall right now. Monday night football, the Cleveland Browns are visiting the 49ers at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. And that's what's going on in week five of the NFL. Week six is going to have plenty of fun action. We'll tell you about it as we move on throughout the week. And that is a quick look at your weekend in sports. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to bring on the Teller of Tales from Takapola. Jerry Short, he's standing by with an awesome report going back in the archives for some fun stuff that happened back in the 1960s. We'll get his take on all that, plus his sleeping trends, where he has slept that you wouldn't believe any human being would sleep. He'll share that with us and a whole lot more fun. It's coming up. It's our Teller of Tales, and you don't want to miss it right here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. 
this is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Look away, look away. No, don't look away because here on the Y'all Show, we're going to look right to Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takipola, joining us now here on the Y'all Show as we get this week up and going. And Jerry likes to tell us about what happened in the old days, and sometimes we get what's going on in his world and what's going on in the whole world right now. Jerry, welcome back to the Y'all Show, sir. Hey, John, what's happening, man? It's a lot going on, I'm sure. It, there's always a lot going on in Takapola. And last week, oh, Jerry, we, we had you on last week, and we talked for a lengthy time about your role in the University of Mississippi's riot that happened on the campus in late Ooh. September, early October 1962. This had to do with James Meredith's enrollment as the first black student at the University of Mississippi. And we set the stage. We had you go through your role there in that so-called riot. And mm. if you didn't have a chance to so listen called. to that, you, mm. well, it wasn't so-called. It was a deadly riot. Two people died yeah, at least. More like a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> so we had you walk through some of that, and there was a whole lot more we could have said. And oh, yeah. if you didn't hear last week's episode with our storyteller, Jerry Short, last week was no story. It was real news, not fake news. Go back into our archives at y'all.com and pull up the episode, and you'll be amazed by what happened on September 30th when we interviewed Jerry Short. But Jerry, in the spirit of September and October of 1962, when you were just a little bitty baby, I want well, well. <laughs> you weren't that little. <laughs> we want to go back in time, and you mentioned a few things going on with the country. This was during Kennedy's administration, and we had just got through the Bay of Pigs in '61 oh, yeah. and '62. Everything civil rights was really kicking off big time. And you mentioned this last week, and I want to kind of set the scene for all of us who were born past 1962 we have no idea what it was really like to live in that time period it was a different time and place but you mentioned that general edwin walker was there at the riot on the old miss campus and you were right at his feet when he told everybody at the statue there on the circle at old miss this is the long road to cuba and without uh, too much delay about two weeks after what happened in oxford right. the cuban missile crisis kicked off and it was it was everybody in the edge of their seat throughout the entire world we weren't sure if the world was going to survive so jerry i want to kind of have you you were 16 years old in 1962 16, i want you to kind of go through not only what happened in the riot but those days right after and that cuban missile crisis we were things had to have been crazy right 
Well, you know, that's the way it was. We really didn't know any different, and that was life. And uh, it, you just kind of took it as it happened. And, and as things unfolded uh, in those days, they might unfold. Uh, I don't know how you would describe how they would unfold. They would unfold to some people's uh, belief and likings and historical uh, feelings about things or they might be completely opposite. The country was really divided. I mean, really divided. But then, well, you know, then there would be something that would happen like uh, the missile crisis thing that you were talking about. Well, let me, would, stop you. Let, me st- let me stop you for a second. You said the country was so divided. In 1962, was it divided between Republican and Democrat like it is now? It was changing then. That's that's when we were getting the change because uh, John Kennedy in uh, '60 was uh, elected president, and uh, that was a big change. Even though Eisenhower had been uh, the eight years before that, but Eisenhower was a general in World War II, and we were not Republican then at all. We were we were 100 percent almost Democrat. I think I. May have mentioned one other occasion that uh, we had a uh, um, a a postmaster that was a Republican, and he was well off in uh, in the town I lived in, and uh, say a town of three or four hundred, I'm three three say three four thousand people, and as kids we would walk by and we'd say we saw him, we'd say that man's a Republican, and it would be like. You know, he was like something that from outer space. It was like, you don't have Republicans? Nobody's a Republican. And he was the only Republican that I knew of that was out in the open that was a Republican. So, uh, and he got appointed, I'm sure, uh, politically, because uh, there's no other way that he would have been postmaster if um, it hadn't have been for Eisenhower, Ike Eisenhower, who was a Republican. So that was our first taste of it. And I, it was everything was starting to change then. And then when Kennedy came in, you know, um, I think we mentioned one time before, or we did last week when we were talking about the Ole Miss right, that uh, Mississippi did not vote for Kennedy, period. It was kind of like Abraham Lincoln. Uh, he was never president of Mississippi. He was, uh, he came into office and we were, we were not a state, then we were Confederate states. And then after his assassination, we hadn't come back uh, into the United States at that time. So uh, we were, we were kind of like Canada, Confederate state part. But uh, so Abraham Lincoln never served as president of for Mississippi, per se, as a state. And then when, when Kennedy came in, that's when things really started changing because um, – you know, it was those people. It, people here really didn't like him. I know he carried, he carried other southern states, carried most all the rest of the southern states. However, it was just because historically everyone had always voted democratically, and so they didn't know anything else. It was just a yellow dog Democrat or uh, a blue dog Democrat or whatever you wanted to call them. You know, I had grandmother that was like that, not to talk a polo side, but the other side. But, uh, they, you know, and I'm sure they didn't vote for uh, Kennedy because 
believe it was a gentleman from uh, Virginia. Yeah. Harry, here's your trivia question today, everybody. Okay. Who was the guy from Virginia that participated in the 1960 presidential election? And he, and he carried Mississippi, and he also carried most of Alabama. He didn't even carry his home state of Virginia. The answer to the trivia question Harry F. Byrd, who was a U.S. Senator from the Commonwealth of Virginia back in 1960 when he ran as a third party in the Southern Democrat Party against John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon. And a vice president candidate, I had someone you may not be familiar with. guy named Strom Thurmond, which you you and I were talking about this the other day. We know about Strom Thurmond running in 1948 as the Dixiecrat choice for president, and he carried several southern states. I believe Mississippi went his way in 48, as well as South Carolina and others. I had no idea Strom Thurmond in 1960 actually was a vice presidential candidate, in this case, for the Southern Democrat Party for Harry F. Byrd. And it wasn't long after Strom Thurmond was one of your first Southerners to switch over from Democrat to Republican. Mm-hmm. I believe Oklahoma, I believe uh, Oklahoma had an electoral college vote went to uh, uh, uh the bird man. To the bird man from Birds of Words. Seemed like it was a song like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was about him or not. But uh seemed like Oklahoma did. They they had a electoral college vote that went to him. So I think, what would that be, about seven or eight uh, electoral college votes? Bird got 15 electoral college votes in the 1960. Yeah, he got 15. Yeah. He got eight in Mississippi, six in Alabama, one in Oklahoma. Well, Mississippi had eight. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember that because uh, we're down to four now, I think. And uh, we've got the same population. However, I think uh, other states have grown it, but, uh, which uh, drops us down to that number. But uh, anyway, as we were saying, then, uh, you know, things had us divided. We were divided uh, on segregation. We were divided on other things. We were divided. Which we'd been divided since the Civil War. You know, it it, it really had. We stayed divided after Reconstruction. Uh, Reconstruction was a period that the South went through that uh, was absolutely um, uncalled for the way we were treated. We would have been given a Marshall Plan like uh, like the federal government gave Europe. After World War Two, we probably we probably would have uh, been a whole different ball game. But after we had been burned out and robbed and scalawagged and carpet bagged and everything had been taken, listen, I talked to my granddaddy who whose daddy had been in the war and had been through all that, and uh, and and so it was like almost firsthand information when you got it. You weren't getting stuff just hearsay stuff you're yep. getting so it kept it kept your division there in the south and it stayed there for a long time and maybe maybe vietnam as awful as vietnam was as we came in politically awful and also awful as far as what it maimed and killed fifty thousand plus of our soldiers and men and women a few women i'm sure was uh also killed in there in other words but, uh, however, you know, that kind of is, is tore up as that divided the country. We went through that hippie generation 
in uh, the protests, the war protest uh, generation, uh, and it kept us divided among those people inside the country. That may have started the division that we're in now, but we were united outside of that through things like the fear of Russia. I mean, there was a deep, deep fear of Russia. You know, when they started uh, bringing those ships into Cuba with missiles on them, and uh, we started, they finally, we had a blockade down uh, coming into Cuba, and we boarded some of those ships to uh, search that. And Russia let us, which we didn't think they would. So, I mean, everybody, Khrushchev, who was the prime minister of uh, uh, Premier, or whatever his title was, of uh, of the Soviet Union, then it wasn't Russia. It was the Soviet Union, which he took in a few of those other countries and made it one huge. And then after the war, they just kept building and building and and uh, building military wide. And we had the space, we had the space war going on at the same time, where they put a dog in space. We hadn't put anything in space yet. Um, they were they were circling with uh, Sputnik, their satellite was circling the earth every 90 something minutes because you know it, it printed in the paper they go out and look at that so we thought russia was really you know it you know we thought russia was golly i remember as a young kid when you're thinking about russia i'd have nightmares about them marching down the street like schwarzenegger yeah. uh, stuff from germany you'd think it was Hitler coming back. Yeah, really. I was going to ask you, Jerry, as a kid growing up in the 1960s like you were, and 50s as well, there had to be sleepless nights, and it couldn't have been just you. You had to be really scared because you're talking, just like you said, space. You were in a war with them, so to speak, with space. And then all these countries around the world were turning red, like China and North Korea. You'd had the battle of the Korean War in the early 1950s. And so I'm sure people like you were very scared as a 16-year-old kid. Oh, even as a younger kid, I, my daddy had a friend he was in World War II with. And the guy went on and, you know, I guess you get that in your blood, the war. And he went and uh, joined the Army again. He went to the Korean War and got killed. Mm. You know, we talked at it to house a lot, and yeah, you know, and that was just a few years after the war, and you know, it was just you, you look back now and you think, you know, it took forever for ten years to pass, but it really passed like the, just the blink of an eye, like it does today. So, yeah, there was things like that that really, you know, the Russian thing. I would say people would build in uh, bomb shelters and. And stocking them, you know, we just getting prepared. And there was a bomb shelter built in Memphis on uh, Bellevue, which is Elvis Presley Boulevard now, just south of Graceland, and uh, by Hoyt Wooten, who was uh, who owned uh, Channel Three uh, WREC in Memphis. And his 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 uh, shelter was so famous that it was in uh, Time Magazine and uh, New York Times and TV and. I mean, you can still be seen in that yard. It was unbelievable because there the guy was, you know, obviously he was scared and he owned uh, a television station, mm. Hartwood, and I'll never forget it. And we would look at it every time we'd go by. So, you know, it was things like that. It just kept you always just kept you holding your breath, wondering what was going to happen next. And then, of course, Vietnam, 
it lit up and it seemed like it lasted forever. And uh, which it, it almost did, you know, what was it about a 10 year situation plus? Because we had advisors over there under Kennedy in 61, 62. We even had them back yeah. in the 50s under the Eisenhower administration. Uh, absolutely. And then Kennedy, he formed the uh, Special Forces. And uh, so you knew something was coming when you would hear all that kind of stuff. And, and so it just kept you on the edge. And it was a time... It was a time when things like Elvis was coming, you know, and he had other entertainers all over the, you know, that were big time names. And if it hadn't been for those days and days with Elvis and days with, uh, uh, the Beach Boys and people, you know, just the Beatles in and all those kind of people just kept, they made life a little bit easier. Uh, the movies were better then. So you had that, that, that retreat to get away. From but real life and the, like the riot we talked about. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you. You're talking about real life. You're in the South. The Russians actually never attacked us directly, but the South became attacked by the whole country for what was going on with segregation. And that so, place. how much of that outside of the riot did you see on the news every day if you were a Southerner in the 1960s? You know, it was it was that much every day nothing was on the street we all you know seemed to have gotten along good good i mean we didn't have any ongoing feuds with each other because of skin color or i think religion would probably been a harder thing then than it uh than it was with uh blacks and whites uh but i've uh when i first went to louisiana and, and being a protestant and not being a catholic I'd never been treated as bad in my life. And, uh, I mean, it just, I was the only non-Catholic, it seemed like, in, in, in that area in South Louisiana. And if a person, uh, you know, I, uh, even when they had a thing called a Newman Club, which was a Catholic thing they had in the public schools, and I knew a couple of guys whose parents worked in Saudi Arabia in the oil business, and they were Protestant. And, they would go to all the Catholic stuff and pretend to be Catholics and I ask them why. And they said, yeah, we don't want to be shamed like you are and, and, and all that. So they pretended to be Catholic. Well, I got one of my best friends where I lived in the town I lived in was one of, of three or 4,000 people, like I said a while ago. Uh, he was one of uh, two families that were Catholic. Didn't have a Catholic church in this town, but they had 60 churches in this town of, of 4,000 people. And this is in and Louisiana? It was in Mississippi. Oh, That's okay. Just, you're saying just I, the opposite I, in places like Mississippi. He got the same treatment, right. He got the same treatment here that I got down there. And down there, you, uh, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend who was a devout Catholic, and obviously, and, and her mother, word got back to her, we pulled over in the a real small, almost a house-sized Baptist church is only one, only other uh, uh, religion in that town. And of course, uh, the uh, Catholic churches were almost like cathedrals. And word had got back to her house, and her mama uh, told her, "Don't let uh, me hear of you stopped in the uh, Baptist church parking lot talking again." We were talking car to car, you know, like pulled up beside each other. So, you know, I'd say that, you know, that was pretty uh, serious stuff between people of like nature and like uh, 
which you thought was like culture and everything else. But that boy just told me many a time that's how he was treated here. So, you know, what was here could just be across a Louisiana man, Mississippi woman. <laughs> what about yeah. North Louisiana versus South Louisiana? I'm surprised well, there never has been a civil war in Louisiana. Well, as the North Louisiana was completely different also. I mean, you know, I've worked up there some when I was 18 at summer on the pipeline. And when I left and they sent me to South Louisiana, so I got down there. We moved down there. And my landlady, I was staying with a woman in a house. And she told me, she said, no, watch those Catholics and to make sure you don't marry them and make sure you don't get them. I wouldn't even date them. And, and uh, so, I mean, that was a big difference from, say, Monroe, Louisiana, just anywhere from south of the Red River, from Alexander South to the Chafalaya Basin, on to Thibodeau and Homer and, and New Orleans, of course, was just a big mixture of everything. Yeah. It didn't matter the New Orleans, but the rest of the state was really divided. And, and even their governors, you know, that, it must have been more population that voted in the north because, you know, Huey Long is from North Louisiana and and McKithen was the governor when I was down there. And he was from uh, just south of Monroe, Louisiana. So it seemed like the governors and then, you know, a song that uh, one of their governors sang, Jimmy Davis. Yeah, you are my sunshine. Uh, yeah, he was from North Louisiana. Yeah. So it, it seemed like it was always them until uh, they, they got um, the guy that uh, got arrested for corruption and everything else. And um, what's his name? Um, Edwards? You know, they, yeah, Gen, uh, Gen, General Edwards. Uh, yeah, Governor Edwin, Edwards. Edwin Edwards. Edwards. Edwin Edwards. Yeah. Until he came in. He was from Crowley or somewhere over in that part of southern Louisiana. And uh, they loved him to death down there. So they had more people, that, more industry had moved to that part of Louisiana. I didn't mean to get into a Louisiana and a Mississippi and a Texas state uh, situation. But uh, anyway, that's kind of how it broke down. And that's kind of how it was. That's how and, it was. That was your theme yeah. from last week. That's the way yeah, it was. I got to ask you. Before we go to mm-hmm. break, though, Jerry, when the North Louisiana woman told you to stay away from them Catholics and for darn sure don't marry one of them, did you follow her advice? You know, I've never followed much advice from anybody, unfortunately. So uh, I got married in 20-something years, a mother of my children. and uh, But, but I, of course, I to, had to, to a Louisiana Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, I had to become a Catholic because her mother had made every one of her eight children promise it. They would never marry Protestant. So, uh, can you believe it was like that then? It's uh, almost unbelievable to think that things were that way. And we just said, you know, that's the way it was because that's the way it was. And yeah. you didn't think anything about it. You just went on about your business. Mm. And, uh, so, uh, but I did it. I did change and uh, became a, uh, a Catholic because it was. Not just expected, it was required. Yeah. So, and, you know, when you're 19 and in love and all this, um, I was <laughs> probably done anything, but, you know, I have no regrets about uh, that or any other thing. It's just the way it was. Thank you, son, for coming to Confessional today. We're talking with Jerry Shorts, the teller of tales from Takapola. And we're not done talking with Jerry. When we come back, we've got one more segment here on this exciting edition of the Y'all Show. 
Keep it here. We'll be right back. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Down the street, some pretty mama start breaking down with me. Start breaking down, yes, start breaking down. The stuff I got a bunch of brains out, baby. It'll make you lose your mind. Back into the Monday, y'all. Final segment here as we wrap things up with the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short. Programming note, we will be off the air tomorrow as we'll have a just a little, a little breather on Tuesday and we'll be right back at you uh, on Wednesday through Friday. Don't forget Thursday, we've got a show and Friday, our show will be a two hour fan fest of all college football talk. The y'all kickoff show is what we call it on Fridays. So enjoy your day off from us. If you're listening to us via podcast on Tuesday, radio stations wise, you'll get an encore edition of the y'all show on tuesday but back into talking to jerry jerry you might want to take a nap come tuesday since we won't have an all-new y'all show oh man i can't believe it I just uh i'm not you can't you can't go a day without a y'all show can you? well you can if you're the, the guy that does it and you got to okay. travel about a thousand plus miles over the next couple of days and, and you need me as your chauffeur yeah i need you as a chauffeur <laughs> but i'm afraid you might get a little sleepy and maybe take a couple of naps which by the way i bet you you've had some crazy naps in your time jerry oh my goodness uh, you mentioned that i don't you know i could sleep on the back of a hippopotamus i believe moving because uh the places that uh 
I've had to sleep and had to do. And and uh, when I think I told you one time that when my daddy came back from from the war, from the big one, and uh, we moved on our on his daddy's farm, and we put a big army tent up outside, and that was our place. So I noticed, uh, you know, my baby picture is uh, where you laying on the bed. Uh, kind of um, decorated maybe on your stomach, but um, I'm sleeping outside in a tent in that one. And uh, then later on, I would uh, we we had a we got a tenant house a couple of years after that, and I'd sleep in the storm shelter most of the time there because there wasn't room in the house when I was like four. Or something like that. I don't believe that. Oh, I know. I know you don't, but I'm gonna have to tell you anyway. And and uh, in a one unique way that I slept one time, we had a, a service station in uh, a town on uh, US 51 Highway, and before the interstate system was built, and it was noisy and loud. And when we closed the service station at night, uh, we had one room in the back that my mother and daddy cooked, eat, slept in, and uh, my mother would make me a bed, and you know, I was like in the first grade, and she would make me a bed, and and she'd fix it all up really nice and kind of soft, but you know where she put it? I have no idea. She put it in the tire, T-I-R-E, rack, (laughs) where uh, my daddy sold tires at the service station. That's redneck right there. And that's, that's getting by that's with uh, what you can get, what you got to get by with, I guess. But uh, that went on probably for six months. And uh, I slept in that tire rack. And, and I was about as scared as if the Russians were coming then when cars and lights would hit me from the major highway from New Orleans to uh, Chicago. And uh, that would be the only uh, route, obviously. And trailer trucks going by and uh, they weren't 50 feet long trailers then they might have been 30 feet long trailers. can, can i ask now. a question yes sir w- where were your parents when you were sleeping in a tire where were they well, we were one wall apart they were they were in the back and uh but they weren't in that I, same room no we weren't in the same room i was in the uh i was in the front where the tires were off to the side of the uh cash register and uh looking out a big plate window that's what i was saying when those i can remember that like it was yesterday and that was uh 52 or something like that but uh it, it, it was kind of scary i know he sold used cars also and for some strange reason there was one of those cars at midnight or one o'clock the horn would blow and uh that would scare me slap to death when that horn blew and uh, oh, you, you know, you just don't expect probably about a nineteen thirty model some car. I know, and it that was weird. So that was a real, real crazy, crazy place to sleep. And of course, you know, when I I've, uh, I've, I've slept in my vehicles. Oh, I, I just can't even tell you how long. You know, one time I did it for six straight months working. I just slept in my vehicle. A lot of times when you travel back then, they didn't have holiday inns and things on the corner, you know? So, Well, I think you're you, guilty you, of sleeping in your vehicle here in the, like, uh, the last five years. Uh, yeah, I did, because per diem paid better sleeping in my vehicle. 
So, um, and let's not let that slide. You were paid handsomely per diem to get a hotel room, (laughs) and you were so cheap, you pocketed the per diem and roughed it out sleeping in your pickup truck. Not in a Tahoe Uh, where you might could lay down, you just slept in the seat of your pickup truck. Well, what made it so bad, you couldn't really want to seat. The doggone thing had a uh, console in the middle that didn't lift up all the way. And so I really had to try to, I put one foot up on the dash and, and one foot out to winter and uh, did that through spring and summer and a little fall. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you're right. Which that was, makes uh, me ask you, Jerry, are you dumb or are you crazy? Is that like dumb or dumber? I'd have probably been the guy that, and dumb or dumber that, put his tongue on a yeah. frozen pipe. Yeah, but I, uh, you might be crazy, so I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Are you, are you dumb yeah. or are you just crazy? Maybe just low IQ. Okay. I guess that would be uh, an answer. No, I tell you, I always, I've had, I had friends that would ask me sometimes, uh, what do you do? Just push yourself to see how much you can take. You know, because when we would, uh, the military, a strange, a strange place that I, I would sleep. We would be camped out somewhere, and if you're familiar with a deuce and a half, it's two and a half ton army truck. I think we talked about them in the right. But uh, I, you know, I didn't take cots and all that stuff. That was just in the way. So, you know, I'd go with as little little as little travel and stuff to take with me that I could. I slept on those uh, dual tires. I'd throw my duffel bag in between the two tires, two back tires under the truck and climb up between those tires and sleep on that duffel bag and in between those tires at night. Again, are you stupid or are you crazy? Uh, I'm sure it couldn't have been that hard for somebody to jump on that truck and start taking off with you on the tire. I thought of that a lot. And you can, uh, you know, those things, all you have to do is just turn a knob to crank them. But the air has to build up. But I would scotch them. And, and hopefully it'd wake me up in time. And I, I usually was the first person to wake up on a bivouac or something and get everybody moving and going. So, uh, but that's where I would sleep. And I found it to be really comfortable. <laughs> now, you know, I was, my face was really close to the, uh, top of it. Didn't, it didn't like have, uh, um, anything but just the bed of the truck. But, you know, it was pretty close to that. But, uh, looking up and sometimes it'd be a little dirty, it'd better clean it so it wouldn't fall in your eyes the dirt but it you know it wasn't fenders or anything it was just the back of a bed of a truck but uh anyway um that was a that was a real weird place now that you've got me off into talking about weird places that i've slept and there's one more and there's a common theme by the way with every one of these places it's always just you sleeping so i guess you've yeah. had a pretty lonely life well as an only child and uh my mother was an only child so uh but i wasn't lonely worth a darn but uh, but i had a pretty good imagination but uh i, I bought a, a a farm one time and it had a old uh pre-civil war home on it and uh i would get it at night I'd, I'd hire somebody to hit me with redoing the house when i had time in the daytime and on weekends but I stayed out there one time for three weeks and mosquitoes were so bad that I, I would crawl up. It was like, it was a two story house. 
I got up on the top and I got on on the way the uh, roof was made. It was made straight across the front and in like a T formation. And uh, I would put a uh, um, two before or two or three two befores in that angle in a military sleeping bag. Even though I wasn't in the military, it's been about twenty five years ago, I guess thirty years ago. And uh, I spent uh, two or three weeks out there and sleep sleeping on that roof. In uh, in that position, and I did that. Uh, you know, I could have gone on into town. It wasn't that part of my house, but uh, I said, you know, why I do that? I can get up and get to work early the next morning. I'd taken off. I'd taken my vacation to work on that house with the timber company I worked for, and um, so that's what I did. And uh, that was a real uh, kind of weird place to sleep, I guess you'd say. Up on that roof. All right. Yeah. I got to ask you this as we wrap up with the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short. Again, uh, he, he must be dumb or crazy or both. I got to oh. know, out of all these crazy sleeping options that you've used and done through the years, which was the most comfortable? Oh, well, I guess, you know, size uh, plays some with your comfort, I guess. But, um, Doggone it, it was pretty comfortable uh, between that, uh, under that deuce and a half, <laughs> between those dual wheels with the sleeping, uh, with the uh, duffel bag being, you know, make sure the soft part was on. You didn't have a entrenching tube sticking you in the back or something. But uh, that was pretty good. And I'm sure uh, if I hadn't been scared in that, uh, in that tire rack was not bad. So, uh, and you're actually leaving out one place that we'll have to ask you about some other time, the whole story behind this. But I know of one place you've slept before that was a little bit unusual. You slept in a dugout. Yeah. I've slept in quite a few dugouts in uh, baseball fields. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. One in Birmingham and one in, uh, at the University of Mississippi and, and then one in some town across. I'd have been in your somewhere between Georgia and South Carolina. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I had hitchhiked across the South, but I was older then. I was 14. Oh, only 14 when you're hitchhiking. That's a whole other story we got to ask you about sometime. (laughs) Jerry, we hope you have a great week. Again, we'll be off the air on Tuesday, but right back here on Wednesday with an all new y'all show. And I can't thank the teller of tales from Takapola enough for coming on and helping colorize and just give us all kind of options i'll never look at a deuce and a half the same never the same watch that back tire and scotch it wheel (laughs) all right well have a great rest of y'all's day this has been y'all the show that's all about the south with your host the general of all things southern john rawl bye-bye now Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic. 
except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.